Much of the history of black 19th century New York has been lost for several reasons. It was eclipsed in the popular imagination by the saga of Southern slavery. Also, academic historians, most of them white, minimize the contributions of African Americans. And no comprehensive archive of black life existed until the 20th century. Still, University of Maryland professor Carla Peterson, the author of Black Gotham, whose own ancestors were distinguished members of the city's black elite, felt theirs was a powerful story that needed to be told. She spent 11 years researching and writing her book. Writing the book meant a lot to me. It was really a journey of hard work, but also of love and passion. Led by free blacks, such as clergyman Alexander Crummel, newspaper editor Charles Ray, and businessman George Downing, members of New York's black elite tried to establish themselves as full Americans, not merely as Africans or coloreds, as black slaves had once been called and called themselves. Like members of outsider groups before and since, this African-American elite considered education to be the key to full citizenship. Beyond that, they were the values of what I would call character and respectability. Character is non-racial. It's what's inside, so it's got no color or no ethnicity, um, but it is who you are, a good, moral, uh, upright citizen, um, valuing temperance, a Protestant ethic of hard work, sobriety, and all of those kind of inner values. And respectability, then, is the outward manifestation of character. It's in your appearance, how you dress, how you comport yourself, especially when you're out on the streets of New York, especially with whites. None of this loud, boisterous behavior, but being utterly respectable and respectful. That didn't mean the status quo went unchallenged. Carla Peterson's book describes salon-style meetings in the back of James McEwen Smith's pharmacy. Smith, who was one of antebellum New York's most important black leaders, hosted lively debates about voting rights for blacks and the abolition of slavery. Alliances with whites were often forged. And, like white New Yorkers, many in black Gotham wanted to be rich. Peterson notes, though, that results in terms of wealth and social equality were erratic. So you see black New Yorkers make tremendous gains and then lose. Gains in terms of entrepreneurship, finding a trade, finding a profession, setting down roots, buying property, feeling that they were at last becoming a genuine part of the city life. They would refer to color phobia is fast disappearing in our city. But then there would be a loss. And violence. Peterson cites a race riot in 1834. It began in a chapel where both black and white choirs were scheduled to rehearse at the same time. And the white choir went nuts, and um, it was only a pretext, right? Uh, uh, but a race riot broke out, and a lot of black property was damaged. St. Philip's Episcopal Church, which was the church of my family, was um, desecrated. The draft riots of July 1863, during the height of the Civil War, were an especially low point in the history of black New York. When President Abraham Lincoln instituted a military draft, many immigrants, especially the Irish, thought they were being asked to fight and perhaps to die in a war being waged for the benefit of blacks, not them. 
angry mobs set out to destroy the dwellings and businesses of the city's prosperous African Americans. This included the Colored Sailor's Home, owned by Peterson's great-great-granduncle, Albro Lyons. And there are vivid accounts of attacks and the utter demolition of their home and their property, and the family climbing over roofs to get to safety or getting in a covered wagon and being taken away. But Peterson adds there was also some goodwill between the races. Her great-grandfather owned a pharmacy in a largely Irish neighborhood. He was known as a kind man who gave free medicine and clothes to the poor. So they came to see him as a pillar of the community, somebody who was indispensable. So at the time of the draft riots, he was warned to leave. Um, a group of white merchants in the area came to him and said, you better get out, um, your pharmacy is going to be attacked. And he said, as many men who are going to come and attack me, there'll be as many men to defend me. And that is exactly what happened. His Irish neighbors protected his pharmacy. Then, as now, New York was an ethnic melting pot. And Carla Peterson says that many black New Yorkers saw themselves as citizens of the world. Her own ancestors had roots in England, Haiti, Jamaica, Venezuela, American Indian Territory, as well as Africa. She points out that more than a century later, many American blacks still lack the educational and economic opportunities that the mainstream enjoys. But Carla Peterson adds that she has been gratified to learn that many black groups are inspired by the struggles and incremental successes of 19th century Black Gotham. Black Gotham is published by Yale University Press. I'm Adam Phillips, VOA News, New York.